welcome back to the Lava Pool. I'm your host Sam, Dr. Fidget Harsma, and we've got a small crew this week. Uh, only guest, my co-host, Toler, Dim Sunlight. How are you doing? Um, good. I like to my think I like to think of myself as being large, not small. You know, uh, I'm a little above average height-wise. So, yeah, I think I'm. I think okay. we, it's pretty big crew to be honest with you. Sure. It's... Sure. Uh, all right. Um, anyway, I've got an intro topic. It's one that I've I've wanted to use for a while, but it's kind of weird, so I didn't want to just drop it on everyone. Let's well, see, so you're dropping it on me. Yep. All right. Uh, you you gotta follow me on this, and it's gonna get weird, but not in the way you think. So just, uh... just, just stay with me here. Okay. Okay. All right. So you just got out of the shower. Mm-hmm. You catch yourself in the mirror. You're looking pretty good. Rarely, start, but... So you start playing air guitar. Yeah. You with me? I am with you that far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got that in your head. Shower, air guitar, I look really good. Okay. What song are you playing? Um, I think, in this case, Back in Black. Okay. Back in Black. Good answer. Yeah. I, I didn't want to get... I mean, it's possible that I could be playing something more folky and alternative, but... I think right now, back in black. Yeah, see, that's why you gotta follow it, because if I ask one person that question, then everybody else gets time to think about what cool, awesome answer they want to give, and not what they were actually thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make it, you can't make it anything more than just Toller saying back in black. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the question, the question comes to you then, what song are you playing? For some reason, it is Remember by Disturbed, and I don't know why. <laughs> I can't even picture that song. Okay. Yeah, I will it listen took to me it a while to re- really like figure out what, some, like, what that was from, because all I could remember was the... Dun, 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 dun. What even... What song is that? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know enough classic rock, but classic rock is the best thing to air guitar to. Is that classic though? I, mean, I don't. I don't know. That's that's I, my point. I got that CD in in middle school, like right when it came out. I'll say that was like two thousand two. <laughs> that's okay. That's not classic at all. That's just. No. I mean, it could be. I, like I, I could also see myself playing BYOB by System of a Down because okay. I remember that very well from Guitar Hero. Fun song. Lots of different pitches. A lot. Yeah. A lot of fun. Indeed. Um, but most of the time I'm singing in the shower, you know? Because I sing all the time. That's my ah, that's yes. my shtick. I'm a singer. <laughs> yeah, but th- there's there's so many songs you can sing, though, in the shower. Like, that changes day to day. Yeah, of course. But like, oh, I'm, I'm going to play some air guitar in the mirror now. That's... It's... it's... Definitely more awkward because I live <laughs> communal living situation. This is a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is I a Pokemon podcast. Uh, what what song would Groudon be playing? Uh, just kidding, his hands are too big. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we talked a little bit about Pokemon Bank last week, and when we thought it was actually going to come out, and then it came out like two days later. Right. So you can import your Pokemon now, and then hatch little Pokemon babies that learn cool new moves, like, like Fake Out. Yeah, and Heat Wave? And Swift Swim on your Caracosta, if you're a Caracosta fanatic, which I happen to not be, but, you know, I was for a few moments there when I realized that. Anyway, uh, Banks out. You can you can do all your stuff. 
the other thing they put out was QR codes, which yeah, yeah. I don't know if, like you said, you hadn't messed around with this, and I have messed around with it just enough to upload a team and then link said team, but I'm I'm not exactly sure how you go about downloading them. But I guess you can use them on rated battles. There's a so. QR code reader in the um, the touchscreen menu in Sun and Moon, so I'm guessing yes. it might be related to that. Yeah, I, I have not tried, um, but yeah, I, I do have a team up there if you want to see it. I can probably link it somewhere else. It's linked on my Twitter right now. Mm. You should you should link it uh, with the podcast. We link to the podcast. Yep. Indeed. Um, I, I really like the QR code teams, by the way. Just as a side note, I know I probably said this when we talked about Sun and Moon coming out. Uh, in fact, I know I talked about this, or at least listened to someone talk about it. Um, but I really love this because... It lets people try things out that other people have used without having to, like, go to extreme measures to breed the team over long periods of time or, like, ask people for their own Pokemon. Because I know there have been situations for me where people have asked me for my team (laughs) after a tournament, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. It is very important to me to have these six Pokemon in my game because I'm a nostalgic person. Um... But in this case, it would be easy for me to just upload that team and let other people use it. And that's an obvious like benefit of the thing that you don't need me to say. But additionally, uh, I am running something like a Pokemon club at my school here. And in that situation, it's really helpful for me to have the possibility to create QR teams and then give them to people in the club so that uh, I can reduce the amount of time they have to spend <laughs> making teams to be part of the club if we play Pokemon in the club. Sorry. Separate, but it's it's nice for organizational stuff. That's my point. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is just fantastic is you can search on the Pokemon website. Whoa, for, that's cool. For teams, uh, and I'll show you like the most popular teams and what teams are winning the most. But you can also search like I want to try this Pokemon in a team, but I don't know how to build around it. And it'll show you all the QR teams that have that Pokemon, and then you can see how well they're doing or if anybody's used them and stuff like that. That's really cool. I had no idea. Which, yeah, I might play around with that at some point. Mm. I'm not sure. I know that's something I do a lot uh, when I'm building teams, is I try to figure out how other people use the Pokemon I'm thinking of, or try to figure out what's what's successful right now. And then from there, try to uh, develop a team of my own. So that's interesting. Because I, I often don't see a lot of ideas. Because <laughs> I have a very narrow focus. Yeah, I I need to start looking at more people's teams now. Because I've given up on, given up hope that there's just going to be like another big six or three super popular teams that everybody's going to bring to every event that I can just, oh, as long as I have a good matchup against those, I'm going to be fine. Right. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way at all. I mean, even with no. something like Arcanine Fini Cartana, you have little pieces of it that get countered. We've seen a lot of success from certain strategies, like the Coco P2 Araquanid core thing. But I mean, Arcanine Garchomp happens because Arcanine and Garchomp are two of the best Pokemon in the meta. And it's like, is that because Arcanine and Garchomp are good together or because they're good separately? Uh, and it's, it's really hard to say what the truth is about the meta. And thus, it helps to research as much as possible. <laughs> Yeah, so QR codes are awesome. That's that's exciting. I think that's one of the best features of Sun and Moon for competitive, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's much better than the rental team ideas that everybody had before. It's like, oh, they just have preset 
teams you can use. Like, no, you can actually create and use winning teams. So that's pretty good. Yep. All right. So, um, Australia. Australia. That's very loud to be saying Australia. Australia. Uh, turns out stipends do exist. That had been an ongoing thing for a while. So London had stipends, and then everybody just assumed the other internationals were going to have stipends, but we weren't sure how that worked. Right. I, I'm not sure why everybody just assumed that the other ones would get stipends, but... They did. That's that's what happens, and they got stipends. Top four in every rating section except for somewhere. South Africa and Russia. Yeah. Every rating zone except South Africa and Russia. Top four got paid trips, and top eight got a $1,000 stipend. Yep. Yep. I think it's interesting that they're doing that because typically over the course of a season, the people that do well at the beginning are not the people doing well by the end, unless they're consistent top-level players like Wolf or Aaron. Um, yeah. So that's that's a really interesting thing to me. I'm not I'm not sure about the idea of prolonging the success of early victors, but it's definitely cool to have stipends going into these larger tournaments that we have some known faces uh, to build an understanding of the metagame on. Yeah. To follow. Okay, I, I think we cut out and we were both just talking there for a good 30 seconds. That probably works. Yep. <laughs> we'll just have alternate versions of the podcast with Sam talking and Toller talking. <laughs> let, let's just do it again. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that I agree with whatever you just said. Great. And, that, and then um, I think I... the top four people that got stipends for Australia also had stipends for... London mm-hmm. uh, was was Chapa there? That's the only one I'm not sure on. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he got the award regardless, but I'm not sure if he actually went to London or not. Oh, I see. I, I wasn't aware that he was in the CP range to get the London award. I was under the okay. impression it was I... like Grant and Lorsey and I think Wolf and I don't remember... The other person. Well, it was, it was and Aaron top trailer. eight or top 16 or something. Oh, okay. Too. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he got one of the awards to go there. But Fair yeah, enough. The top, at least three of the top four went to London. Mm-hmm. So they're just snowballing their CP gains. Yep. Now, to be fair, it, it only snowballs since... Don't internationals have best finish limits of one? Am I... Nope. Am I they don't. Nope. What's their BFL? I believe it is. I believe it's three. Holy crap! Uh, I could. That's insane. Look this up a minute. It's uh, like Pokemon is sponsoring people. Yeah, basically. Even a middling result at a international gives you a pretty big leg up on people that have just gone to regionals so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the capacity to attend anything but regionals this season. So yeah, there you go. Especially since um, I want to say every. Uh, Tommy, Ian, and Chuppa are also in the top four in play points this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolf is not. He's he's the only one that's been just kind of going hitting the big events. But everybody else in the top four has just kind of been going everywhere, getting their stuff. Yeah. If you don't have the capacity to do that, I guess it's it's good for Chuppa, even though he's in school because <laughs> he's in New York and they have a lot of premier challenges and MSSs in that area. Oh, I I was wrong about the international finish limits. Oh. It's a best finish limit of four, not three. 
Oh, 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 of course. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. So you can go to all of them. You can go to all of them and get points from all of them. That's that's incredible. <laughs> I'm not mad, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um BFLs are always the issue. I don't I don't understand, but I can't really protest it since I'm choosing to play the game, so there you go, right? So, but that, it's cool. It's cool that uh, Australia's getting a lot of, uh, getting a big influx of top players. It's cool that Australia's going to have a big tournament. Um, hopefully it'll be run really well. Um, I see that you have a note that just says MSS. Is is oh, that yes. about I, your MSS run that you're very proud of, I assume? I, I went to my first midseason showdown. It was It was a lot different than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be kind of like a big PC. Yeah. And instead, it was like a small regional. We had... The MSS I've been to was a big PC. A small PC, oh. actually. <laughs> how many How many players do they typically get? Like 40 or 50, I think. Okay. So we had 69. Mm-hmm. And we had like four of the top... Or five of the top 15 players in the U.S. for CP there. Wow. It was pretty stacked. Uh, I got to go, a, like like most things, last minute. Yeah. Shout out to Nails for driving. Um, I would not have gone if he wasn't doing that. Yeah. And then I ended up forgetting to that I would actually need to use a team. <laughs> so I need Pokemon, right? Oh, yeah. I need Pokemon. So, so um... I was just going to use the team that I used in the Australia challenge thing that, if you'll recall, I went 0-3 in. Right, of course. And I'm like, ah, if I just play better, like, it'll it'll work out. And then leaving the hotel to go to the venue, I'm like, what if I just put Guzzlord instead of Incineroar on here? No! Guzzlord! Guzzlord. It's like... <clears throat> I mean, I still have fire coverage for Kartana. Like, it makes Celestial a little bit harder for me, but it helps a lot against Rain, and I don't have all these ground weaknesses, so Garchomp's not as big of a problem. Right. I put on Guzzlord. The monster. The best Pokemon yeah. in the metagame. Yeah, and and then I had a really rough turn. Well, considering how many good players were there, like, by turn it was probably fine. But... I ended up losing game one in eight different rounds. Wow, yeah. You, you had mentioned that. Yeah, so I, I won the tournament, but it was not easy. Um, which I lost game one in every single set in Top Cut, so I played six elimination games. Woo! Which is always fun. I mean, that just it's just what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as the song, I, I as the saying goes, I've never done better than six one in Swiss before, and I'd done that like three or four times. I have only done X one in Swiss, I think, once or twice, and every other time I've done X two, because I'm just really bad at Swiss. I've I've done like nine or two X twos, and then th- at least three X ones. Yeah, I do. Um, I do not do X one a lot personally. I've never been undefeated. Um, that said. I'm really excited for you. It's great. Yeah, I I got a nice trophy. It was cool. 
Um, I, I had the Ultra Beasts. I don't know why I like the Ultra Beasts so much, but they keep working, so I'm going to keep using them. They Always. have that game momentum. <laughs> they do. Um, even if you're trading and like, oh, I get the Beast Boost, but I got knocked out. Yeah. They're still fast and strong. Um, but yes, I ended up playing Justin, I Magikarp. We were the last two undefeated players at 5-0. Wow. And then we had a rematch in the finals. And in Swiss, uh, he never took his Cartana. Right. And Cartana was one of those things that like, I need to know the item on so I know how to play against it because otherwise I'm just going to lose. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take it in any of the three games. And then in finals, he busted it out, and it was scary because you were like, he did not oh, have, yeah, I've got to figure this out. Strike. He didn't have a smart strike. He didn't have smart strike. I what did took... he have? Okay, so I never took Tapu Lele against him because smart strike. smart strike. And I'm like, I really have to protect my jellyfish because smart strike and Cartana <clears throat> is so terrible. Uh, he had Bloom Doom. Substitute, Detect, and Sacred Sword. Alright, I've used this set similar to that with uh, Sword Dance over Detect and Smart Strike over Sacred Sword. Yeah, um, that, that would have helped him a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I dodged a pretty nice Muddy Water in Game 2 of Finals, which kind of saved me. And then Nah, no big deal. <laughs> you had it anyways. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't know that I had it anyway. <laughs> you had it anyways. That is um, that is the line. I got to bug buzz through a substitute, so that was fun. Nice! With Faramosa? With Faramosa. This okay. is all special Faramosa. I did not realize it learned to bug buzz, actually. It does, and it goes through substitute, which <laughs> I, I was pretty happy when you used substitute. It's like, yes! Ah, you foolish fool! <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know Prepare if he even knows that that's how that Cartana. works. Cartana, wah He probably knew the mechanic, he probably didn't realize that Cartana, or that Pheromosa learned bug buttons. <laughs> but it would use it in that circumstance, rather. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but then he detected in muddy water, and it's like, oh no! But the muddy water missed. So it was all fine. Again, all fine. calculated, I, expected. I thought I could live in muddy water, but... I guess he was Specs, and I just didn't figure that out in the four other games that we had played. <laughs> so I probably didn't live that muddy water. <laughs> nah, you did. You, def- you, you definitely would have lived it. Just by the by one or two HP, it would have happened. I'm saying this because, obviously, uh, Sam just had the world on his side. Yeah, it, it was a fun day. <laughs> it was a fateful day. So the top three people after Swiss was me, Steven Morioka, and Alex Underhill. Mm-hmm. So all podcast hosts. Steven and Alex host the Hyper Voice, which is a decent other video video game championship podcast there. They're yeah. pretty good, and they kind of pump stuff out pretty regularly. So shout-outs to them. Right. I, I We haven't discussed other podcasts yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, they're 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 good people. I played Alex in Swiss, and he had the Sandcastle team, which I had not heard of. Or no, seen before. no. If you haven't heard of or seen it before, it can go so so poorly. Except that I had Guzzlord, so everything was okay. <laughs> Guzzlord Rex Sandcastle. It's true. Um, oh, that's he never exciting. took the Sandcastle against me. He led. Uh, Porygon Z and Smeargle every single game. Wow. 
I didn't know that was a mode the team used, but I don't know much about the team, actually. My practice yeah. has been difficult to get this week, so I haven't seen the trendy uh, sandcastles. I thought it was Z conversion on the Porygon Z. But it wasn't. Definitely wasn't. It's, yeah, it's like either that or Scarf. Nope. And Trick one. Game one, he used Breakneck Blitz against the Guzzlord, and Guzzlord took like 70% from it. Only 70% from an adaptability <laughs> Breakneck Blitz. That's off Hyperbeam, right? Like that. I assume. Oh my gosh. It's pretty good. Um. But yeah, and he got up Trick Room and Rock Slide flinched me game one, and that was sad. And then he missed a pretty big Rock Slide game two, and that was that was okay. That was pretty even, but it was hexy. And then game three was just clean. Yeah. Um. I Alex is a good player. He's a he's definitely a solid competitor. That's exciting oh, yeah. that you got to play against him. Yes, and like I said, he made top cut with the third seed, so. Hmm. That's to be scary. expected. Oh, and I had a rematch against Daniel Thorpe in top eight, who knocked me out of Fort Wayne top cut pretty soundly. And he also mm-hmm. had Mimikyu. Uh, but Mimikyu. Had... Is that scary for you? Because you have the Fairmosa yeah, thing. I, I had my own Mimikyu. And he oh, had the yeah. never ending nightmare one, which was. Chaos Lele. Yeah. Uh, but the good news was and that meant it wasn't sashed. So. Mm. I could beat his Mimikyu with my Mimikyu, and everything was okay. Bring it on, Mimikyu. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Um, yeah. Were you running max speed Mimikyu, or I something else? I think it was adamant max speed, but I... Yeah. I'm adamant sure max, adamant speed. max speed. Okay. That's that's different than the never-ending Nightmare yes. version. That's yeah. interesting. Because I had a Sash. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strong, strong... Imaginary Pikachu. Strong, dressed up as Pikachu. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like Mimikyu. It's very interesting. I, I saw a Twitter poll recently that was talking about what the main TR setter would be if there were no <clears throat> Porygon Pokemon in the game. Um, and I was... I think I said Oranguru, but at the same time I feel like Mimikyu could easily be the primary TR setter I'm in this meta. I'm going to disagree just because it's base 90 speed. That's true. That's true. You were absolutely even, correct. Even if you're zero speed, minus speed, you're still going to get undersped by Araquanids and other Pokemon that people just have on their teams, regardless if they're Trick Room or not. Yep. Yep, that, that is true. There are definitely limitations to Mimikyu. Yeah. I don't know. I really like it regardless. Um, I think the idea of running a max speed, a max speed Pokemon that still has Trick Room is really um, weird, but it's something that people do a lot with Mimikyu. That's why I had Thunder Wave instead of Trick Room. Thunder Wave can miss. It can, and it does, but <laughs> still, it, it helps me out a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't see a lot of paralysis this meta, but it would make sense that it would do yeah, well for I, you. I had... Especially considering like Feromosa and Nihiligo existing on other teams yeah, as well. And even to like get other Celestilas so I can sub before them when... Arcanine, mm-hmm. so I can sub before that. And that yeah, stuff. that's all good. I, I, most people wouldn't think about it, I think, because they're so caught up in the um, Thunderwave nerfs that they don't think, well, maybe it could still be useful. And that's not really a dig at other people, because I totally do that yep. as well. It's more so 
the reimagining of how we should develop this meta with the changes that have occurred. Like we, we have our initial impressions and those affect what we do, but ultimately uh, you kind of have to make your team building decisions based on evidence rather than what you think is relative to the prior situation. Yeah. Uh, that said, Thunderwave can miss. Yeah. So how I actually ended up landing on Thunderwave was I have a Google Doc that shows all of my regionals and nationals and whatever finishes and mm-hmm. the teams that I used for each of those. So I broke them out into what speed control options each of them had and whether or not they finished at least X2. So I see. teams that had no form of speed control uh, went X2 zero out of five times. Okay. Uh, Icy Wind, I went 6-2. and two. Tailwind, I went 6-9. and nine. Trick Room, I went 6-3. and three. And Thunder Wave, I was 5-0. and oh. I'm like, I, so that's... I should probably try Thunder Wave. Like, even with the nerfs. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely still a strong move. There's, there's no question about that. And it hits a lot of the important fast Pokemon in the metagame as well, outside of Tapu Koko. Yeah, and so Garchomp. That's, that's intriguing. And Garchomp. You just glare the and Garchomp. anything next to a Finny, which is why I had to add Tapu Lele, although I thought about Coco. Just something to get rid of the misty terrain so I can Thunder Wave things. So, glare is now better than Thunder Wave. No. Uh, uh, the accuracy is 100%. Like, as a move, sure, but I think that only comes into play if you're thinking about Smeargle. <laughs> Its distribution is terrible. Yeah. Or Drampa. Drampa gets glare. Um, yep, just, just Drampa. Drampa. <laughs> that is that is the big Gen 7 Pokemon that okay. gets glare. Uh, Ekans is also allowed and gets I, glare. I don't know if Drampa's going to be outspeeding much even after they're paralyzed because it's only half speed now. But hey, it, it gets, gets glare. glare. That's... <laughs> um, in the future, Superior can probably run glare as well if it wants to. Um, it's it's interesting to to consider, given that Thunder Wave is now worse than Glare as a move, unless you're trying to hit Gengar. <laughs> um, but who wants the Thunder Wave of Gengar anyways? Who uses Gengar? Gengar's better. Gengar's okay. No comment. Gengar's is actually okay. I'm I'm just if, kidding. If it had levitate, it would be really really good. Yes, it would be incredible uh, if it had levitate. But right now, it's just okay. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, moving on from that, uh, I see a note about revisiting before season predictions or preseason predictions. What You said you had notes yes. about that? Yes. So, um, listeners of the show from the beginning of the year might remember an episode where it was me, Toller, and Blake. And we each picked three new Pokemon and five old Pokemon we thought were going to be defining the metagame, or at least doing good so far this year. Mm-hmm. And so, as of whenever we recorded the last episode, I looked at all of the top cuts from regionals and internationals and added up how many times each of these Pokemon showed up. So, I'm just going to read the list. If you guys forgot, uh, Blake had Celestilla, Comfey, Palisand, and then his old ones were Torkoal, Muck, Gengar, Politoed, and Blissey. He had five? Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was five old, three new. Okay. Each of us did that, and I think Blake got to pick first for the new ones and last for the old ones. Something like that. Um, 
I had Tabu Coco, Oranguru, Tapu Lele, Gigalith, Ninetales, Porygon 2, Slowbro, and Weavile. Mm-hmm. And Toler had Tapu Bulu, Incineroar, Zerkatry, Garchomp, Salamence, Marowak, Arcanine, and Pelipper. Hey, I got Arcanine and Garchomp. <laughs> yeah. So, the other ones we're um, ignoring. <laughs> Toler is the only one to not have any complete dead weight on his list. Nice. Nice. So all of your Pokemon have top cut at least once. Nice. Uh, the same cannot be said for me and Blake's list. So I'm just going <laughs> to read these again, uh, Family Feud style. Uh, as for Blake, he said Celestela, which got 42 top cuts. <laughs> oh my god. Which is the number two new Pokemon. Yeah. Um, Outside of Coco, probably. Comfey, which had zero. Yep. And Palisand, which also had zero. But it did recently win an event. Um, it did. An MSS. Um, his old Pokemon, Giggle, or no, he started with Torkoal, which he had six. Muck at 22, which is, um, I want to say in the top three, like the third best answer, fourth best. Fourth. Um, he also had Politoed, which had six, and Blissey that had zero. Mm-hmm. For a total of 81. Nice. Way to go, Blake. I got to pick last with the new ones and first with the old ones. You were much more rational with the new ones. We were having too much fun. Okay. <laughs> I had Tapu Coco, which has 47 top cuts. Number one. Which is the number one answer. Uh, I also had Orangaroo that had eight. And I had Tapu Lele with 34. Yep. Which was the number four answer there. Um, and then my old Pokemon, I had Gigalith at 13, Ninetales at 7, and Porygon 2 at 55. Oh, that hurts. Number one answer there. Uh, and then Slowbro and Weavile both had zero. And I had a total of 164. Okay, you probably beat me. So I... Doubled Blake. Yeah. Um, you had Tapu Bulu at 20. Huh, 20. Solid. Surprising Dives. for Tapu Bulu. Incineroar with 5. Zerkatry with 4. <laughs> and those were your lowest. Then um, you have Garchomp at 35, which is the number 2 answer there, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, Salamence at. 11. Early meta. Oh, no. Uh, Marowak at 41, so no, that was the number two. Yeah. Uh, Arcanine at 35, tied with Garchomp. Mm-hmm. And then Pelipper at 9. So you had 160 total. Wait, would you say you had 161? I had 164. Oh, my God. I'm a failure. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> The good news is that your Pokemon are all trending up, and most of mine are trending down. <laughs> yeah, I am a genius. That's me. I'm surprised there weren't more Garchomp. I I, I expected Garchomp to do... I still expect uh, Garchomp to do better than Arcanine, in general. Because Garchomp so for, and... So for Pokemon none of us picked, um... Cartana. Number one at 32... Uh, Finny, was... number two, at 22. Yeah. 
And then Gyarados, Araquanid, and Gastrodon all had 18. Mm -hmm. And Crocodile had 15. So I think Crocodile was kind of eating Garchomp's lunch for a while. I mean, to be fair, uh, we did talk about Araquanid and then decided against picking it. But we had a pretty long discussion about how broken it was going to be. So I think we can all add those points to our score. <laughs> yeah. And I know I almost said Crocodile, but went Slowbro and Weavile instead. I don't understand that choice, but you got it, man. <sighs> Crocodile, Crocodile and Gastrodon makes more sense than Slowbro and Weavile. Let's be honest with ourselves. Gastrodon doesn't have Earth Power. Does it matter? Kind of. No. I mean, slow. No. The the amount of Trick Room setters that are available, <laughs> like I thought, Slowbro was going to be. Anywhere close to P2? <laughs> you said P2 well, already. I, I, yeah, I said P2 already. I wanted to cover my bases with the Trick Room Centers. Alright, fine, fine. And there's not a lot of fake out, and I thought Weebot would be okay with that. I still think it could be. Yeah. I mean, I will definitely give credit to Weavile and Slowbar where uh, it's due. Those two are good Pokemon. They could see usage. But you have to consider, like, people will some mostly use Slow King over Slowbro right now. And then you, they're also competing with water type slots because there are a lot of water types. <laughs> I, I had considered the slow bro, slow king before deciding on slow bro because I figured, eh, people like Marowak a lot, which and most Cocos are special. Mm -hmm. So the physical defense is probably better. Yeah. Because you've got the redirect there and Cartana and Bulu and stuff like that. It's interesting for sure. I, I'm really. I'm really curious to see how the meta progresses, but when it does, um, uh, the the quality of our predictions will probably trend downwards in general. Uh, there are definitely things that no, none of us could have expected that will occur, almost yeah. undoubtedly. Um, other than Cartana, Finny, and Araquanid, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think those are the big ones that we missed, that are like really good Pokemon right now, because Gaston and Gyarados have their limitations, albeit with Zounce on Gyarados. Um, that may change. <laughs> I tried to talk Blake out of picking Comfy, for the record. We all tried Check to talk tape. Blake out of picking Comfy. We did our best. And, and Palisand. It looks like Palisand might have a place, so... Yeah. Palisand has a has a location to exist in. That'll be an oh, Eevee-esque team. Yeah, Palisand's great. Sandcastle. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that weird water shrew kitten. It's really cute. Team. It's a cute yeah. strategy. There's Psych up on the Tapu Koko. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. Um, so I think Lightcore wants to know about the Anchor, Sam. And I think yeah. we can anchor this podcast with some discussion of the Anchor. Yeah, so it's Delmize is the name of the Anchor, right? Mm -hmm. That is the name of the Anchor, Delmize. Um, I I like it as like a Celestella substitute. As a substitute for Celestella. doesn't get Leech Seed. Yeah. Um... Anchor Shot is a cool move, but it doesn't do enough damage. Uh, the trapping is really what you use it for. And so, I mean, I think with a Parasong team or maybe Curse Mimikyu or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe even Curse Anchor. It gets Curse, right? I have no idea. It's an Anchor. I'm gonna, it, it's a Ghost type. I'm going to assume it gets, it gets Curse. You can trap things like that, but... That's a lot of I setup. Think, yeah. Most of the time, Heavy Slam is a better attack than Anchor Shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it hits hard. It has three stabs, and I think Phantom Force is a pretty good move. 
I don't have anything more to offer on the anchor aside from that I think it's bad, but uh, I've uh, tried assault vest and I think I tried substitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's useful, but it's it's a situational Pokemon. It's got its place, but its place is small. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the last thing. That is the last thing. Thanks for listening. Yes. Um, do you got any events coming up that you're going to be at? Anything you want to plug? I don't. I will be team building for the next three months until Roanoke. Okay. Four months. Two um, months. Yeah. I'm going to try and get to Collinsville. I've already requested it off work. But mm-hmm. That's probably my next event. Hopefully I can practice at least a little bit before that one. You'll get it in. That's uh, fine. Who needs practice? Theory is everything. Well, mostly. Mostly. Alright, so until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Toler. And we'll see you next time on The Lava Pool.